0: This is Kan the podcast, episode 314 for the week of November 18th, 2012. What up, folks? Welcome to a short episode of Cons and Shoe,
1: the podcast
0: and extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Cons That's right, sir. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining here on a, what is this, like a Wednesday, Tuesday evening? I don't even know what day it it's is. It's Tuesday, yeah. Right now. My name is Mike Vegito EX. I am the ringleader of this podcastular circus. Joining me for the first time in a co-host role, but not first time speaking up on the show, long, 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 long time friend of the website and the podcast. And now you're like a dude that actually does stuff. And I think people might actually know you more than they know me, Kerbifer.
1: What up, dude? Oh, come on. Don't demean yourself like that. (laughs) You, 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 and and your and your pals have kept me sane while animating for the past. God, what, like five years? has this thing been going on for now?
0: Well, let's talk about that. Yes, the podcast here, when it debuted, obviously under Daisenju Ex. Uh, right now, you and I are recording on November twentieth. Julian and I recorded our first episode for release on November nineteenth, two thousand five.
1: My God yeah and i remember and i and i even went back and like once in a while i'll go back and listen to old episodes like the like the first one and and you guys sound entirely <laughs> different now and, and also like the one with scott melzer i listen to a lot uh we're yeah, older man it, it's it's crazy though but like it it really has like for I, I give no exaggeration like while i'm animating like i always listen to the podcast and it's been uh it's been a fun ride and i'm Happy to be on in a co-host role for the first time and not speaking up with stupid tidbits that nobody cares about during the Anime Next episode from, like, 2006.
0: <laughs> it's all right. So, like I said, you've been long, long, long-time good friend of the site and the podcast yes, and indeed. all that stuff. Who are you, though? Uh,
1: yeah, I've been doing animation on... Uh on like Newgrounds and YouTube and a whole bunch of stuff like that for many years. Uh since about around the time when the podcast came out. And stuff I'm known for now, uh I do a show called Tome, Terrain of Magical Expertise, uh, which everybody listening should watch because there's an episode that just came out with a character named Zetto who has like key energy attacks and like spiky hair, and it's totally relevant. Uh (laughs) yeah, and uh other stuff I've known for Parody Rangers, the Nintendo Collabs. I work with Little Karibo on Yu Gi Oh Bridge sometimes. I do some voiceover. I was I was on Pokemon once ha, ha, ha. so cool you know uh, a <laughs> lot of stuff i play pokemon you played heart gold and soul silver that was the char- that was the game that my character was was from Who so were you? this this works uh, i was the stand in for the male trainer in the diamond in the very end of the diamond and pearl saga of the show they had the 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 gold and silver remake tie-in like five episode stuff and oh i had a character with a totodile and he joined with ash for a while it was really cool oh but but this but this isn't the pokemon cast this is the dragon
0: no but i could probably talk about that for longer than dragon ball right now
1: i'm sure both of us probably (laughs) could all right
0: we got dragon ball stuff you are here last minute replacement for all the other folks uh mainly because you're available but you responded
1: yes and and I have wanted to be on the podcast for like years. I know the opportunity hasn't come up, and now here it is.
0: I'm glad to have you because you're a fun dude. You have things to talk about with me. You and I we're gonna catch up on news from this last week, which um, grew by three stories today alone. I don't understand how it is that we are in the end of 2012 and Dragon Ball continues to do this. To oh, us.
1: I I know exactly how, man. Like this is this is. We're entering a new age of of Dragon Ball shit here. I have a distinct feeling.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. So we're going to do that, and then I'm going to talk into a vacuum about video games, and you're just going to nod and be a pretty face. Okay. So that's the plan right now. I'm down. Are you down? I am down. All right. So like first news here, uh, we already knew about it because of a leak poster sort of thing that still has not been confirmed as is. But the part that has been confirmed is the title for next year's Dragon Ball Z movie debuting in Japanese theaters March 30th. Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods this page here we did confirm ended up being from Ultra Jump remember there are a gazillion jump magazines over in Japan there's of course Weekly Shonen Jump but nowadays there's also Psycho Jump and this Ultra Jump and there's of course V Jump which we'll get to shortly uh, the page really here just confirming everything that we already sort of knew the title Battle of Gods the Japanese title there Kami to Kami God and God so the titles don't really line up but that's kind of standard uh, I think Full Metal Alchemist has similar things where its title is different from its English title. That's just a Japanese thing. And then we had further confirmation on this collaboration ticket where you've got Toriyama, you got Oda. They do a little picture and that's going to be your special uh, two-in-one ticket. So Curb or Chris yes. or whatever. I don't even, I'm, I'm just going to call you whatever I feel like. Either Either me. is
1: fine. I'm fine with either.
0: Uh, thoughts on the title of the movie, because that's really all we have to go on. We do not have further visual confirmation on this Cabot character, I'm going to call it.
1: Yeah, whatever he is. Yeah, uh... Well, first of all, I do think that it's kind of interesting that they, because I didn't even think about the, the One Piece Z movie, mm-hmm. uh, but I think that's actually kind of clever that they're having, it's even dying. though they're not going to be screening at the same time, right, I think right. it's clever that they're tying tying them together in this sort of promotional way. Um, in terms of the, the actual title, um, yeah, I was going to say at first I thought uh, maybe the, the English title, the Battle of Gods thing might be because with you know with Fox being involved and you know there's the, the the stuff with Kai coming back and all that for Overseas it's making me think that maybe it having a separate English title is is tied into that specifically but then you you made a good point about like Fullmetal Alchemist and some of those other movies where they will have two titles made for the movie to start with right I mean maybe I, I don't know cuz I was also going to going to ask and maybe Julian would uh, would know more about this uh, Kami Tokami like is literally god and god Right. like w- would there be some connotation of that that could technically be translated as the battle of gods, like two gods clashing or something like that? Or does that not quite No, know?
0: we talked about it. there's like nothing there it just literally is what it is. There's no further reading of it. It's super, super basic. So,
1: well, there is I mean, from from that not 100 percent confirmed uh, to be real poster yes. there seems to be two God characters shown on at the, the Cabot thing. And then that mysterious, uh, kind of Majin Boo with effeminate quality right, uh, right. Thing, thing in the background, both seem like godly characters. So that could be what it's referring to. Right. Uh, but who knows otherwise? So,
0: so our good buddy K 17 over in the, over there in Japan, um, Saw a tweet from Yusuke Watanabe, who is the scriptwriter of the movie. Remember that Akira Toriyama is heavily involved in this movie, even in that scriptwriting area, but he is not the formal scriptwriter of the movie. We have Yusuke Watanabe, who is. So. Watanabe just confirmed out there. Yeah. Hey, the movie title has been confirmed. Great. So K17 responded to him, said, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the Makayoshi. Kind of like that's not confirmed, but I'm kind of gauging you to see what your response is going to be on that. And the response back was obviously written in Japanese. Oops. Thank you. So, what kind of reading <laughs> do you have on that? What does that mean like, oh my god, that like the fans are figuring it out that we're gonna pull in this Makayo, this Makai-o-shin, this extra god hierarchy stuff that Toriyama introduced in the super exciting guides? Or is it just like I'm just responding.
1: Yeah, it definitely could be just as you guys have joked about another one of those stereotypical neutral Japanese responses. Um, that's more likely to be it. Yeah, I'm not sure because I thought about the Makayoshin thing as well. Uh, I don't know. I, that seemed like it was something they were saving specifically for the, the online game. Right, right. Um, I mean, you know, it's possible that, you know, these these two new characters could be related to that. But then again, aren't the Makaioshin like, their blue skin with white hair and, like, the, like, like the red eyes and stuff like that? They have, they have an established design in that game?
0: Well, and I'd have to go back and check out a lot of those translations. And, of course, we're going from Korean to English, sometimes Korean to Japanese to English, so it gets a little twisty. But uh, I don't know how much of that has been confirmed in in dragon ball online like there are thoughts that toa and mira are involved with the Makai and all that but i'm not an authority on dragon ball online to confirm one way or the other if that's actually been the story or just fans piecing things together or maybe it will be revealed eventually so maybe that's kind of up in the air right now
1: it's possible but yeah i think the the new characters are going to be their own separate thing okay. that, that uh and the uh, the scriptwriter's response to K was probably just like a neutral like uh, thank you, Colby, you liked the movie and I've got to confirm or it's like that typical what is it the when they nod their head and go, mm, like you know <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not agreeing with you necessarily. I'm just confirming that you did you did indeed just say that. yes.
0: You know? <laughs> that could very well be what that is. So that's kind of uh, all we have to go on right now with the movie. The only other news story involving the movie was that the official website updated. With the exact same information, uh, this is the kind of thing where yeah, Jump gets the exclusive reveal on it, but that day or the next day, the official website updates with the same stuff. So we at least get a ping of the logo and uh, a higher quality version of the super collaboration ticket. Uh, but then we also get a list of participating cinemas that will uh, be showing the two movies that you can use that ticket at. So I already got confirmation from Julian that he's off to buy his ticket and can go see the movie for us. So we'll have a first hand account. I'm very excited about that.
1: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I am also Excite.
0: Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, have you been keeping up with Budokai HD Collection at all?
1: So, uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai HD Collection is, uh, all screwed up in many ways, uh, but most notably, it's got a lot of censorship to its violence. Uh, apparently in some of the cutscenes and even some of the, uh, uh, special attacks performed by certain characters... Uh, certain acts of violence and gore have been censored compared to the original uh, PS2 release of the uh, first and third games, which are the only ones that are on the collection. Uh, Examples include Raditz's uh, stab of Piccolo's Makanko Sapo through the chest uh, has been deteriorated down to literally just a black hole in the middle of his stomach.
0: Now, this is an interesting one because we posted this up and then all the European fans are like, Hey! It was always like that in our version, which, and this is, we're going to talk about this in a couple minutes, but... That to me says that there was a branched development process for the European version and then the American version of this game, but then the American version of the collection took some of the European censorship. That boggles my mind.
1: Yeah, and I guess uh, the other example you provided was this thing about uh, Broly slamming somebody into a, into the ground, which is like, really guys? I mean, the gore I can sort of understand, because yeah, yeah. like, you can see his ribs in the graphic. <laughs> like, his, his ribs being burnt off in that hole and right at his chest, but like, you know, Broly smashing somebody into the ground, like that's that's pretty typical dbz stuff all things oh yeah totally totally
0: i saw a lot of people being like oh it's rated t but has the teen rating changed over the last 10 years so what can you show i don't know some of this stuff just strikes me as really Mm -hmm. dot 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 question mark kind of stuff
1: i mean and for a quick buck i feel like it's not even going to make that many bucks between like because most people seem to be educated on this stuff with The music changed and, you know, this now. It's like, what reason are people going to have? And especially with all these modern games now, it's like, what what reason are people going to have to want to go back and get these anyway, you know?
0: I don't know. These games, man, this is weird. So let's hold off on Budokai stuff and we'll talk about that in our little mini sort of topic that we have coming your way. Guys, it's like the week before Thanksgiving. This is what you get. It's either this or nothing.
1: Eat it along (laughs) with your turkey. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. So uh, a couple last news stories here. We have Glenot over in France, uh, my apparent homeland. Apparently I'm like royalty in Quebec or something. We founded Quebec, my family. I'm just now learning this. This is crazy. So I'm um, like French Canadian royalty. I'm very excited about this.
1: Oh, oh, let me bow. OK, here we go. Thank you. Getting on my knees. Down I on your can- knees, man. Continue with Animanga.
0: <laughs> so over there in France, uh, they've been putting out a ton of great stuff. There is the, they call it the perfect edition. It's the Kanzenban release that they're getting. Uh, I believe it's a, a totally new translation. Great stuff. I'm very excited for them. Viz, we're all looking in your general direction right now. So they got that going on, but they've also been getting the Animanga or the TV anime comics, which is, as Julian has always perfectly described, the redundantly redundant comic of the TV series which is an adaptation of the comic. So you're two steps removed here. They're stopping that, at least temporarily. Their release schedule just kind of stops after the Cell game ends in this anime manga, and they're going to turn their attention over to the movie versions, the film anime comics. So that's kind of cool over there. Uh, I'm sorry that you're sort of getting an incomplete product, at least for the meantime with the TV anime manga getting uh, temporarily, maybe permanently suspended. There's really no word on it. But every two months, there's going to be a film anime comic. And they are going to start with my favorite, of course, Dragon Ball Z Movie 1, starting with Garlic Jr. Um, Like I said, every two months you're going to get another individual film anime comic. That is alongside the concept bonds, or at least the concept. But I'll keep going there. So France, that that's that's cool. That's cool. Again, I say fizz what what are you guys doing
1: one of your uh, international fans that you guys covet so much I'm sure will send you a book version of movie one to add to your never-ending
0: collection <laughs> I'm very excited because I know <laughs> it's gonna happen
1: lord uh yeah you know it's funny well you say on the, the update here that uh it's finishing up the cell arc yes uh so that's finishing up the cell game specifically right uh, I believe so if I looked at uh, the cover okay. there man like yeah like, yeah it's, it's so bizarre with this like okay we're gonna stop at cell with like all I of this Smith- <laughs> <laughs> lately, like, are, are, I don't even know. Uh, Budokai won, it stopped itself All of this stuff lately, it's like, oh uh, no, no, boo, burst whatever. limit Nobody as cares. well. I
0: mean, burst limit was what, like 2008, but yeah, 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 by
1: now. Uh, well, the so first bizarre.
0: Budokai game that was interesting because that was a major push internationally with the video games. And I do wonder how much of it had to do with, well, at that point, the American audience had not seen the entirety of the Majin Buu arc tied in with production time, so that kind of made sense. And then burst limit was sort of like a reboot for dimps but then yeah you just combine all that with kai and then france over here conveniently ending around that point in the anime manga, and like everyone on the show always says well this just drives everyone back to our intended endings guy and being like guys look look no this was never the oh please please just stop
1: well i mean i guess it's cool that they'll get these movies and everything i know that sometimes the movies are like the only thing that certain countries will get and they don't even get the show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And these books are really neat. I forget it. They kind of did them out of order, at least in the Japanese release. I think they may have started with like movie four or five, and then they went back and filled things in. But a lot of these had supplemental material like character designs. And then the anime manga of the TV specials had some cool stuff. We, of course, talk pretty often about Bardock and how many great things are associated with Bardock. The film anime comic version of the Bardock TV special in the back of it has one of those three side stories, the text presentation of Trunks telling his future story. So there's that kind of awesome stuff in these and I'm very curious to see if Glennon over there will uh, provide some of that supplemental material in their film anime
1: comics. Well good for them or they can just buy the actual movies. Or you can which... just watch the
0: movie. <laughs>
1: there is there is that. Um, uh, why
0: don't you take me over to the UK? This has been a crazy story
1: hasn't it? Yes it is and in fact I was uh, throwing my two cents about this on the forum but uh, yeah so uh, Dragon Ball Kai has formally been announced finally for the UK. Uh, a new post on Toei's website reveals that uh, DBZ Kai is going to be coming there uh, under CSC Media. They just acquired uh, the first 53 episodes, which I think is the full, uh, I think up up until the end of the Frieza fight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I
0: think 52, actually, is the formal kind of like break point between Frieza and then the artificial human, so 53 is kind of weird but i mean it's right at that point so that makes yeah, sense. yeah
1: I, actually i think it might be a couple episodes after 52 because if i'm not mistaken the uh one of the box sets like is almost done with frieza and then the following one which has all the trunk stuff in it has like the last two or episodes or so of, of the frieza yeah it's arc, like 52
0: I... or 54 it's around there 53 is definitely not the right number but it's clearly right. in the middle of that stuff but, they,
1: but they've got everything from the beginning up until about when Frieza. through dies, frieza. Yeah, yeah so yeah so they've got that um and uh, they're going to be airing that next year. And there's no 100% confirmation yet on what dub this is going to be. Uh, because... yeah,
0: do, do you think you can even take us back to the beginning of this story?
1: Yeah, apparently, uh, I forget exactly where it started, but there had been a few different actors on, on both sides of the spectrum talking about how there was going to be, and there is going to be, a alternate dub of Dragon Ball Z Kai recorded in Canada Uh, with a lot of the Ocean group actors. Um, I can say 100% for certain after talking to certain people who I will not reveal the names of, that that is a thing and it has been recorded well
0: i mean we know this we don't even have to take it for, not to diminish you of course but we've heard it from some of the actors themselves where we had uh, who was the third goku in that oh,
1: oh yes okay you're right that was what happened was yeah it and actually kirby it was kirby morrow yes, yeah kirby yes. kirby morrow and oh he got in trouble for well, that right oh, exactly God. and
0: there were other actors that were tossing i know mean, scott mcneil's like i don't care about ndas i'm just talking about it whatever yeah man.
1: yeah exactly <laughs> so
0: I mean, there's all those tidbits. We knew it was happening. It would be happening. Maybe it's complete. Maybe who knows? Clearly, there's some information out there that's been confirmed, at least in some circles. This alternate English dub was going to happen, is obviously still going to happen. Will this broadcast be that dub? That's kind of what we all... Figured was going on.
1: Right, because if I'm not mistaken, that other dub for the original Z, that aired in Canada and Europe.
0: Right, Right, it was primarily for the European market, because that seemed to be like the AB group going around and trying to just do their own thing on the cheap and i think canada was it canada that they were getting fed up with funimation not getting stuff ready on time or not good enough quality for them so like we're gonna take the ab version man and we're gonna show you and there's just that kind of stuff going on so uh depending on where you lived in the world dubs flip-flopped back and forth and maybe you didn't even see the same dub the next time a particular arc repeated
1: yeah uh I know regarding that dub uh, for if it is going to be airing on this, which I think it might. I I have a a distinct feeling. Yeah. Um, I know for certain, for those of anybody that were listening that did follow the, the ocean dub of the rest of the show past those first two seasons in, in Canada or anything. Um, we are getting a new Goku, uh, and we're getting a new Frieza. Right. Um, apparently some other characters have also, I don't know which one specifically, but, uh, uh, there's another studio. Maybe, I don't know if you know this one, Mike, called Blue Water. Oh yeah, of course. That was like the
0: sister studio. They did the original Dragon Ball and they did GT for the European market.
1: Yes, that's right. I believe they're in Edmonton. Uh, somebody else pointed out to me and apparently some of the recording has been outsourced there. Uh, so it's going to
0: be like a mix of. People.
1: Yeah, and I actually that has happened before. Like I, you know, there's. There's, yeah, there's been a couple shows where... Like Ocean
0: Proper plus Blue Water kind of mixed together?
1: Yeah, or or the reverse. Like, sometimes, like, if they can't... Uh, sometimes with main characters, actually, like, if, oh, we can't find somebody that's good enough for the main character from our pool, we'll go to Vancouver to get yeah, it, yeah. you know? okay. Uh, although I think in this case, it's because it's probably cheaper to do it this way. Yeah,
0: they're doing on the cheap.
1: I would imagine maybe, like, some of the smaller characters or, like, Walla, which is, like, the background voices and chat like that. Maybe that's sure, been sure. outsourced to... Uh, Blue Water to make it done a bit cheaper, but I, I don't know that 100% for sure. So
0: it could be a situation like, well, Scott McNeil's involved, he's probably Piccolo, which...
1: Mm-hmm. Fantastic! right? He's a, he's everybody he was before. I can say that for certain.
0: Okay. Did he do Boo in that dub later on? Or?
1: Yes, he did. He did Fat Majin Boo. Brian Dobson did every other form of Boo in okay. that version. Yeah. Um. I can also say. Uh. I don't want to have another incident with the Chris Ayers thing from last year with with Frieza <laughs> being revealed too early. But uh, but I'll say uh, the person that's doing uh Goku in in this new dub of Kai for for Canada um will probably confusing and, and a lot of people, and they're going to be like, "Wait, what? Really?" But trust me, the person that is doing it for that dub is the perfect man for the job.
0: There was a person that was saying they were playing that role, and I would love to just be like, "I don't fucking care. I'll just say it on the show." But I don't even remember who the person's name is. I mean, you guys know me; I don't follow right, English yeah. dubs, so I don't know these. Although, names.
1: although it's it's not unfortunately, it's not Ian Corlett. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <for> you, <sir. laughs> oh no no no! Oh no! I meant as Goku. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, Lee- tokar did confirm that he's frieza that that okay. was publicly stated that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah.
0: what i was talking about okay yeah that, that sounds familiar okay yeah, yeah i have no idea yeah. who would be Goku. Or so all right all this being said it sounds like this alternate dub is definitely produced if not fully complete at this point and the question is is again is this the one that's going to air over there i think we're both saying oh yeah that makes sense
1: yeah well we'll we'll hope so because then we can see some funny comparisons and hear uh you know, some people we we love and haven't heard in a long time as these characters come back. And maybe they'll get the, if hopefully they're handling it the way that Funimation handled it, we'll get to hear them doing a proper dub of the show, which could be really cool. so
0: Dude, it's 10 years all over again.
1: it's it, it, Actually, I realize if that is the way that they're doing it, then Mike, your wish about, why can't you guys do it the way that you did those first three movies? Your wish will be granted. Your wish <laughs> will be granted. Ah, nineteen ninety.
0: Six. Whenever. Well, that would have been nineteen ninety eight. Nineteen ninety eight. Mike is very excited.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> Two thousand twelve. Mike is like, I don't
1: care He's about. Like, I don't Kai, care anymore. Don't whatever.
0: Can we please move on to the new movie instead? Yeah, oh, really. all right. So, video games. Leaving Kai behind. Uh, video games. Uh, yay! Zenkai Battle Royale. This story is crazy. They're just pumping new characters into this game we did get a tease last month in v jump that zarbon was going to be coming it was this silhouette thing like do you know who it will be yeah we we kind of know who that character is so this month's issue confirmed yes zarbon will be in there but videl is also going to be a playable character in the zenkai battle royale uh this is on top of the super saiyan awakening update which added super saiyan forms of like five characters and this is on top of let's see Mr. Boo and Mr. Satan being added on top of Yamcha and Broly being added on top of the Super Saiyan Awakening update I think there were character additions before then as well I can't even remember those so this game continues to receive updates you have heard us say so many times they're gonna keep updating it keep updating it make it great we'll take the home release when it's done but now I'm starting to wonder like is this game ever going to be done
1: yeah real talk I agree with you guys entirely I really want to play this game like more so than any dragon ball z game in like the last four or five years
0: and is it just because we can't have it is that why we want it or are no. you intrigued by the fighting
1: as well? No, I, I am seriously, like, from the descriptions of, like, hey, this is what this character's specialty is. Like, mm-hmm. like that's really cool. I don't want to do that.
0: Yep. Every time they announce new characters, they go into the specifics on how they play. So I'll read you a couple things here. Julian obviously translated these for us. Uh, Vidal has a fighting style that appears to be waiting for her opponent to attack, then using their own strength against them in a dodge or a counter and playing on their momentum. So I... That's great. That makes sense for that character and that's uh, a unique fighting style for that game. And then we have Zarbon. Uh, His uh, specialty in game will involve charging at high speeds from afar. We knew he was going to be a quote-unquote super aggressive character from the tease. Uh, And then he's going to follow that stuff up with like a kick or something. But he could also just go into his power type form his transformation. And then I guess when he's in that form he uses grappling moves. That sounds familiar to me. I mean that's what his fight with Vegeta was like after transformed. He did that kind of like bear hug thing and plowed him into the ground there so uh, i love these descriptions of all the fighting styles just like you're absolutely saying, man.
1: yeah i mean like because I, I know you guys have gone on and on for good reason about like the the Tenkaichi slash sparking games with you know it's like really three characters like with a bunch of different skin slapped on it like just just hearing about oh like this is what this character does and this is what this one does or even with zarbon like broly uh his description was emphasis on a lot of throwing moves as well but yeah, yeah. like you know, Zarbon has, like, an interesting and unique enough alteration of that. Like, that's really interesting, and I'm genuinely, like, excited to play it, and I I really do hope it gets a, a home release and that we eventually get that down the line, because I think that this that would do super well over here. Even in arcades, like, at conventions or something, that could be huge.
0: Yeah, can you imagine that? We go to Otacon or AX one year, and they're like, bitches, we got Zenkai Battle Royale. I oh mean, people... We know about this stuff because we actively... Follow this shit. The majority of the Dragon Ball audience in this country has no idea that Zenkai Battle Royale exists.
1: True, although I think if if people saw this, like... Oh, they would go know, nuts! Yeah, and, and especially if, if they made a big thing out of it, specifically being an, an arcade game. Yeah, like We haven't had, like, a real and officially released Dragon Ball Z arcade game over here in ever. Like, sometimes we'll see some of the Japanese ones show up at cons and certain uh, arcades like once in a while, but, like, if they... If, like, you know, Atari or whoever the hell has to, like, get a hold of this to bring it out over here, like, please do that. Hello, guys. Do that right now. Just, oh, my God. Just a
0: couple, like, test locations, conventions. That sounds awesome. Let's do it. Let's do who, it, guys. Who
1: else would you want to see, by the way, like, in terms of if you could, if you could oh, man. think of other characters? Playable
0: character. I feel like they've added in a lot of the standards, but uh, good ones as well. I mean, we have Yamcha that he plays uniquely as well. And of course, everyone's like, oh, Mike wants to play as a pool and Freeze a soldier A, and yeah, that's interesting, but in terms of other characters, you know who I'd really like to see in this game? If they're going to go with these unique angles, I want to see Yajirobe in here, because he would play with hiding um, and his sword. That kind of stuff could be really unique to the game and make for a cool dynamic between the players.
1: I think so, yeah. Yajirobe could have some cool stuff. Um, I would love to see Superboo, uh especially based on the, l- the little description they gave about Zarbon mm. with uh with like him kind of like, temporarily going into his transform states. I think it could be really cool if, uh, if uh, Super Boo had the ability... Like, you have, like, the, the typical shirtless, uh, yeah, no, yeah. No, noseless one, but then you could, like, you know, take pieces of yourself off and absorb different characters, kind of going off of... I think, was it in Budokai 2 where he had the other different uh, yeah, Super Buu forms? yeah, yeah so a like little do, bit of doing... Kirby,
0: a little bit of Boo, like, throw his body across the screen, pull people into him.
1: Yeah, and then even Kid Boo. Like, Kid Boo, uh, as maybe one more, like, a third... Uh, Boo character, because that, that seems to be how they do it in the games, where they'll have Super Kid and uh, Fat Boo as the yeah, three yeah. separate characters. Kid Boo just going like super balls to the walls crazy like like the fastest character or something like that i would love
0: like sonic game. in brawl like the equivalent of that where you just can't even control him he's just, he's <laughs> he's just so
1: like and he's like a, like a force of like destruction just wherever he tosses totally. himself yeah I totally love
0: that. i'm with you man i think there's some cool new stuff they could do with this game but at the same time we want to play it so we're conflicted
1: Get st- Give it, please, please, guys, somebody.
0: (laughs) All right, I'm going to wrap you up here. The last bit of video game news. Uh, Zenkai Battle Royale, that came from uh, the upcoming, well, that's... it's out right now as of today in Japan, uh, the January 2013 issue of V-Jump. Same issue of V-Jump, um, kind of first real details on Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission for the Nintendo 3DS in Japan. We have a release date now, February 28th. I'm looking through a windscreen, I'm like is that an eight or is a six? I can't tell. It is 28th, uh, 5,800 yen. This is a portable home port of Dragon Ball Heroes, which is that card-based arcade game that's gonna tearing up arcades over there in Japan. So we got information about it. We get that release date, uh, just little things about the touchscreen, how it's going to be intuitive and kind of all that generic marketing speak. Interesting stuff here that you probably want to know. It's going to have a new opening sequence, high quality, specially made for the game. So I'm excited about that. And if you follow Heroes, you know that there's all these updates with different cards and new characters and new villains. Right now they're into Dragon Ball GT and a little bit of movie and extra stuff as well. And they're called the Galaxy Mission, the game is going to include all of the cards from the start of Dragon Ball Heroes when it began two years ago all the way up through Galaxy Mission 4 that was the one that had Janemba Baby in it so you can kind of look back and see who all will be in here uh I think we have Galaxy Mission 5 that's either coming or is out right now and they are already teasing Galaxy Mission 6 so I did see a couple people say like no by the time this game comes out it's going to be almost obsolete and I know I'm totally stealing words from someone right there and I apologize for it but it was a Perfect description of it. But then we have like, all right, the 3DS. It's a modern system. It's totally capable of DLC. Are you familiar with what the DLC strategy has been from Namco Bandai on prior games,
1: Chris? Uh give me some other examples I may have.
0: Um, they put out like pre order different colored costumes for a couple of characters, and they're like, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna sell these later on, then no- nothing ever pops up.
1: Oh, have they done that for, for heroes? Uh for like raging blast on the consoles. Like oh, that'll oh, be no. the DLC.
0: It'll check for DLC. Like, is there any DLC? No. Well, can I buy the DLC? No. No, there's nothing available.
1: Oh, wow. No, I didn't even know they did that for Raising Blast. Geez. So
0: that makes me worry. Like, you guys have an opportunity here. Dragon Ball Heroes is doing well. Capitalize on it. But then I can also see them doing like Ultimate Mission EX the next year with all the extra stuff in it.
1: Well, is this the first time that they're doing, like, a home release of a Dragon Ball Heroes game? The, the ultimate Tenkaichi thing with the Heroes mode, that doesn't really count.
0: Right, but. right, exactly. I mean, they, they pulled in some elements, basically beat the creative characters stuff there. But yeah, this is the first proper Heroes anything other than the arcade game.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at, uh, I know Dragon Ball Wiki is not exactly a site that no, you can Stop, close
0: window, you're done.
1: <laughs> well, I'm looking at the list of playable characters just to see what they have there uh now are the individual cards are they all characters or are they also like special attacks too like i'm not sure how it works yeah i don't actually see a lot of characters yeah there's
0: everything with heroes you get boost stuff but then special versions of characters obviously i've never played it so we need julian to go over there and just kind of film children in a creepy kind of stalker way and watch them play the game
1: Because I know heroes, they have like beyond scraping from the bottom of the barrel characters with like, you know, here's all of Lord Slug's henchmen or whatever. Yeah, totally. Uh, But I'm not seeing a whole lot of stuff about, you know, all of those kind of characters in this game from just the list of playable characters. And I mean, a lot of
0: it is you create your hero, your avatar character. Beat is kind of the named one that Namkabandai uses, but there's a lot of that kind of stuff.
1: That is very cute, by the way. I didn't realize that that was actually his name. Uh, I I like that. I like Beat. Yeah, it's cute, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So those are the details right now. Uh, When you order the game, it's going to come with stuff. It's going to come with a hero avatar card, a trial hero license. If you play the game, if you're in Japan, you probably know what that stuff is. I don't. I'm not there. Uh, And I guess you're also going to get a sneak peek at some of the upcoming things like Future Gohan, Future Trunks. So that's a thing, and I'm gonna order it and not be able to play it because the 3DS is region locked. So I'm just gonna put it on my shelf.
1: Joyous. Video games! Whee!
0: Yay! Oh, speaking of video games, let's talk about some shitty video games. All right, dude. So, Dragon Ball Z for Kinect. My full review is up on the website. Let me ask you do you have any questions for me that I could sum this game up with?
1: Me? Yes. <laughs> Should you ever buy this for any reason whatsoever?
0: No, not really. I mean, <laughs> we, we knew what this was going to be leading up to release. It is a reskin of a reskin. And by that, I mean, Dragon Ball Z for Connect is just Ultimate Tenkaichi just thrown into a first person perspective. It is the exact same graphics, the same engine, not even all the characters because it just kind of is what it is. You play through the story mode of Z, Raditz, Taboo, that's it. That's it. Hooray. That's the game. Hooray. It comes with Episode of Bardock. You can watch it right from the start. You do need to connect to even get through the menu to watch Episode of Bardock. So you kind of have that terrible stipulation in there. We've been talking about the game bits and pieces. I don't know if there's anything else for me to say about it. The game is not worth $40. It's going to be $25 in Black Friday sales, a lot of Kinect stuff. Is it worth it? $25? Uh, I don't know. Episode of Bardock for $25, legit release, subtitled you're getting there, but because you have to own a Connect on top of the 360 to even watch it, that's kind of tough to recommend. It's it's cute. It is what it is. It does not work well. Some of the basic motions work well, but trying to do anything, like I said in my review, I could not get cupping my hands to do the Kamehameha. Kamehame. Yes, that's right. I've had a couple beers tonight. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> For that to even recognize the motions. And if the... (laughs) The signature attack of the series is not being recognized properly. You got some problems,
1: you know. I, I gotta say, too, at first, when I heard about this game, because the connect to me is just this thing for people that don't really understand video games, but they want to get into it, and it's, it's just a mainstream thing that's kind of out of my range of giving a shit. But I'm like, okay, you know, Dragon Ball Z could be, you know, funnily adapted for that. I could see people digging at oh, it. it absolutely, it'd be, it'd be yes, yeah, uh, but then. I wasn't aware until you guys pointed out that it is literally Ultimate Tenkaichi yes beginning to end with no multiplayer which i guess is understandable but it's like oh well shit yeah but maybe you could do
0: online multiplayer but the way that the game works is you have to have very deliberate motions for it to work and trying to get in close and away from your opponent doesn't really work well so you think about that it's like yeah it's kind of got to be single player
1: and even from just like the extra incentive perspective like with episode of bardock when I heard about that, I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of a good idea because that's a neat uh, a neat way of integrating that into sure, sure. you know something that's going to be released over here." Oh yeah,
0: they do nothing with it in the game. You can't even play Super Saiyan Bardock without a QR code. He's not unlockable by playing the game.
1: Yeah, and the fact that like they did, I, I mean, I don't pretend to know how easy or difficult it is to to work in 3D video games because I've only worked on 2D ones before. But, like, I would imagine that making a 3D model for Super Saiyan Bardock was not difficult, and they didn't even give enough of a shit to be like, oh, we'll make one for Chilled, you know? Just no, right. why not?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they were teasing. Is, it's going to be a never-before-seen character, and the optimistic folks are like, oh, it's going to be Chilled, and the realistic folks are like, it's going to be Bardock with gold hair. Uh, and guess what it was?
1: <laughs> I mean, like, because, yeah, if... if Maybe I would have been a little less agitated if they at least threw in there. Yeah, like no, you play,
0: anything. you watch episode of Barak and then you play the fight. That would at least be something. There's not even that. Just,
1: just ridiculous. I don't know. I, and the fact that this is our core game title. It's your big game year, this year, man. Like that is really, really pathetic.
0: It is. Like
1: honest to God. And actually, uh, slightly off tangent, but like, sure. you know, I was even kind of, down sega's ass at first about like here's your big sonic game for the year it's like you know all-star racing transformed yep. like and not like a real sonic game but it's actually good because they put like full time and effort into making it like genuinely as good as possible and not just like a bullshit spin-off game so dude, dude,
0: dude, you not only have the Sonic cycle, you've got the Dragon Ball cycle.
1: No, no, the Sonic cycle's breaking, the Dragon <laughs> Ball games it's are kind of getting into that. Now, yeah, it's 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 not pretty. I don't know. I hope that maybe with uh, Zenkai Royale, Battle Royale, sorry. And uh, you know, Heroes in Japan and then maybe I would like to imagine they would do a, a game that would be a movie tie-in for Battle of Gods. Um, you know, maybe things will pick back up. I hope I'm, I'm. I can I can overlook this little travesty with the Kinect game, but oh man,
0: dude, like, dude, is... fool me once, fool me twice, fool me three times, fool, fool me, four me twenty
1: thousand times, time. you still buy this? them, you What's buy them on? anyway.
0: All right, so that's DBZ for Kinect. You can read the review. We've talked about it a bit. Uh We were talking about the Budokai HD collection earlier. I did finally start writing my review today, so that's going to be coming to the site soon. Just things have been busy. We've been working on content and. All that jazz. But uh yeah, that's coming. So it's Budokai 1 and it's Budokai 3. You know the story here. They can't even really answer why Budokai 2 is not there. It's like, uh, here, this is what you got. So the music's been completely replaced. Kenji Yamamoto, lols. We all know the story there. If you don't, that's the other big thing linked on the sidebar of Konzenshi right now. Uh If you're even like ankle deep in Dragon Ball fandom, you know, everything about this at this point. So all the music's replaced. It's sixteen nine. It looks pretty nice. Everything's running. I think like 60 frames a second. It's gorgeous, but is it worth it? And my main thesis for my review, you've heard me talk about this and you're going to read it is without the original score for these games, these games are lesser products and I'm struggling for a way. So you've, you've got real Mike on the show right now and you can totally take my words and throw them back against me. I don't care. It's okay. I've been doing this for a long time. I don't care what you have to say about me at this point, but I think a lot of younger fans who have, a very, very fond memory and appreciation for the Budokai series are going to come to these games and the replaced score 10 years later. I think they're finally going to understand what it was like for us season three, where it's what's this music doing here?
1: I agree. Yeah. I mean, I have I'm assuming it's probably a lot of the same music that they did for like the Tenkaichi game. Dude, when they dude, just...
0: dude! If I hear the fucking opening theme to Ultimate Tenkaichi one more time this year, I'm going to lose my mind.
1: I, I've, I've, seriously, I've never heard any of like that new replacement music that was made by whoever mysterious well, well, see, person.
0: That's actually the good thing for me because in the PS2 generation, after you're gonna read about this in the review as well, after Budokai Three, and then between when Sparking came out, I bought a Japanese PS2. I played the entire Sparking series in Japanese on my Japanese PS2, which meant I had the Kikuchi score in those games, which made them better products for me. So the replacement score, people talk about the Pudokai Tenkaichi 2 replacement music as if it's God's gift to Dragon Ball music. And some of it's actually kind of okay that I am hearing now, but to me, it's completely new music. I've never heard this music before.
1: Right. And I mean, I don't know if that's the same stuff that they used for like, a lot of the games afterward and like when the Yamamoto yeah. fiasco happened. Raging cetera, Blast but... 2,
0: the story we heard there is that um, after that all went down, Raging Blast 2 had its music silently replaced in later printings and the Budokai Tenkaichi 2 score replacement score was thrown into that game. So now people are going to be hearing that Kind of, again, for the thirdish time, maybe. So to me, it's basically all new music. And to other fans, maybe it's going to be, oh yeah, I remember it from this other game. But these games in particular, you throw Kenji Yamamoto together with Tower of Power, with Steve Lukather, with all these other amazing musical acts that came together... And again, I I apologize if you later read this, but I was writing this today, so it's on my mind. It was kind of unprecedented, the amount of musical talent we got in Dragon Ball video games. I feel like we didn't even deserve the greatness that we got there. And now when it's not there, you realize, oh, that stuff was phenomenal. And I understand, I totally understand why that music had to be stripped away. Because it's common knowledge now what Yamamoto did. But that was the experience and without having that experience it's no longer that experience
1: it's it is insane how much the sound not not just the music but like the entire sound of Dragon Ball is, is such A clusterfuck for everybody. It's awful.
0: It's totally awful. And it affects every country in the world now.
1: Crazy. So...
0: So that's that. And I mean, I talk about that because I really do feel like the audio presentation of those games just raised it to incredible heights. And otherwise... It's the same game games that you remember Budokai three still plays like a pretty fantastic game by the time they got to that third iteration there. I mean, you have the sways in there with the dodges and the countering and the baseline key like they had a, a pretty good fighting system for Budokai three and it still plays like a damn good game. And yeah. maybe maybe that's what you want in 69 and it looks good up on the TV. And it's got, I actually don't know about some of the new lighting they have in the character models. I think it's a little too shiny, which is part of the problem I had with the Spike character models as the years went on. So I'm kind of iffy on that, but I still feel like Dim's character models, they move wonderfully and realistically and fluidly and I believe them. So it's tough. It's tough.
1: Maybe when we move on to the next real new installment of uh, a Dragon Ball Z console game, we'll get some uh, some better models now that we're kind of moving into, like, you know, the Wii U is out and technology is advancing. I, I would hope that they would take some steps beyond the uh, the ten- the ultimate Tenkaichi models. You
0: would uh, hope, but week. so much of that has nothing to do with the technology and everything to do with the developers. And they can cram 150 characters into a game but they can't make a move realistically yeah, that that's that's, that's spike and you guys have heard me talk about this literally since the first episode i believe the first episode of this podcast november 19th 2005 we talked about sparking mm-hmm. the first sparking game on playstation, yep. PlayStation 2 that's so right. you've heard me specifically talking about this for seven years At this point. So that's Budokai HD collection. It kinda is what it is. It's those first and third games. Oh, and then I mean one other audio thing, but uh there was kinda confusion over whether Budokai one would would it be bilingual this time around? Because the descriptions on all the various retailer sites were kinda misleading and confusing and conflicted with one another. The way that this worked was during the PS2 era. Europe got the original Japanese voices subtitled in their native language. We got an English dub. That made sense. We're in the modern era now. You can just throw the, you know, both language tracks together like they did with Budokai 3 when they did the Greatest Hits version. Nope. It's the same branched production sort of thing as it was back then. Europe gets the original Japanese voices exclusively. We get the English voices exclusively. Although we do still get Rock the Dragon. Funny how, of all the things... That could be stripped away from this. The one thing that remains is Rock the Dragon.
1: That is really I still remember like putting that in my PS two for the first time and I was like, What's going on? This is really weird seeing because I I knew Yeah, I knew what Headshallah was by that point, and I'm just like, This is This weird. doesn't magic at all. <laughs> this is so bizarre. And it's this but...
0: awkward looping version of the song that like we have to make a hit this what, like one forty five, <laughs> two minute mark yeah it doesn't work so guys that's budokai hd collection i feel like if you're going to buy it you're already going to buy it at this point a couple weeks later nothing's going to sway you one way or the other you heard about the censorship it is what it is you heard about the music replacement we can't do anything about it at this point so it's really how badly do you want to relive the fighting experience of those games and in the case of the first game, maybe the story mode, but of course all the music's different in the story mode and you have to go back to prior voice performances of a lot of these characters as well if you're playing the English version. So that's that game. That's a game. That's the thing. They're both 40 bucks. That kind of frightens me. I, I paid $80 for this stuff combined.
1: People just don't do it, please. I'm begging you. I do this don't. for
0: you, so you don't have to. You can just listen and be like, ha ha, look, Mike had to do all that. I just get to sit here and listen to him bitch about it.
1: He's suffering. He's suffering for all of you. Just don't buy the goddamn things speak with your wallet or rather without it tell them you don't want this shit don't buy the dragon ball z games this year and then maybe next year they will wise up and do something that isn't a piece of shit
0: and that's tough because it's like i'm kind of interested in an hd updated version of budokai 3 but not this way so no but I, but i can't get the product i want specifically because of the music so what do you do it's like ah no one wins here such is the life of a Dragon Ball fan in 2012
1: does that about cover that
0: yeah I think so I think we're actually gonna wrap things up here Uh, a lot of folks had thoughts about these games over on Facebook I was thinking about reading them on the show but it's just gonna repeat exactly everything that we were just saying and I don't want to kind of slam it in too far up your ass there uh you you had sent a a voicemail to the show that I was considering playing on the show but now, okay. but now you're here and we kind of already talked about Kai and continuing and other countries being interested in continuing it.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Did
0: we did we answer your question?
1: Um, well, that was the reason I recorded it. Uh, I don't know if you're going to use this. You can cut this out. No, no, we're but, talking.
0: Uh, Just keep going. Uh, I'm uh, not okay. edit. No,
1: that's <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, yeah, uh well, basically uh I had sent in an audio email uh after I listened to what you guys were talking about regarding, uh, Kai coming back with them doing the boo saga. Um, basically my two cents was, uh, because as you guys had eloquently put my conversation with Chris Sabbath from a convention three years ago, as part of your intended endings guide. you are
0: immortalized.
1: Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, and, see, I, I'm going to make reference to that again, but I just want to say, first of all, I'm not using, like, anything I, I got out of, like, just a casual conversation with but who, by the way, is as big of a fan of Dragon Ball Z, like, as anybody that's ever been on this podcast. Oh, and and totally. in the same way, too. And I, we know that, I mean yeah. mean that, yeah. yeah. Um, basically, I brought up at the time, this was before Kai had even aired over here, this was before, like, Frieza got a new voice and a lot of stuff like that had changed. Um, you know, at the time, I had heard about the possible... Uh, you know, ninety-eight episode, uh, you know, limit for, uh, for Kai, and therefore was only going to go up to sell. I brought that up to him, and you know, his off-hand reaction was, "Oh, well, that sucks. Well, maybe, uh, you know, maybe if it were possible, maybe we, you know, we could like approach them about doing the rest of it ourselves." And, and then, when we you know,
0: talked about that, I mean, Funimation specifically moved into the realm of co-production. That was a possibility.
1: Yeah, and and especially. Because uh, the other big point after the fact now is that Kai did really really well over
0: here. Mm-hmm. It's on um, two channels. That's crazy.
1: And even with like the music stuff and like you know there was there was a little bit of a lull between the uh, the end of the Frieza stuff and the Cell stuff because I think it was that that was when that was happening and when it was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. You know there was there was a bit of a of, of some some crap with that, but you know even that notwithstanding, like yeah, Kai was very successful over here both for like. A hardcore market because, you know, for us, we finally got, like, a quality dub, uh, f- as far as I'm concerned. And, uh, you know, and then just for, like, a mainstream perspective, it being on TV again and just it being put back on the limelight, it, it was huge. So, and and I think it also does uh, tie into the movie if it's going to be taking place after the Boo saga's over. That that definitely yeah, yeah. makes sense. Um, so, yeah, my assumption is that when they say it's for overseas Uh, I guess it would be because they maybe want to have it on TV over here and do a home release, which, of course, would be why they'd be recording it in Japanese because, as Mike and the others have pointed out on the show uh, a while ago, uh, anime fans are not going to buy a DVD if there's not a Japanese language track on it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's uh, weird. Like, they won't buy it if it's dub-only, but they also won't buy it if it's sub-only.
1: Right, and, you know, because that's just kind of the way that the market (laughs) is these days, and that makes sense, so I I certainly can't fault anybody for that. But, uh, yeah, I think... uh, I think it's great that they're that they're doing that. I, I had always been saying, even from the beginning, that, like, next to the Frieza fight, I think that the Majin Buu, like, that entire chunk of the show was what needed the Kai treatment the most.
0: 90 episodes, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if they could whittle that down to, like, you know, 30 or 40 or whatever, or, 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 or no, I guess 50, because 50 was about as long as it took for them to do, like... Saiyan and Frieza, and then another mm-hmm. fifty for androids and cell and all that. Yeah, yeah. I think if they were able to do like another set of fifty for all of Boo, like that'd be fantastic. You know, it. It'd, I would love that.
0: And it's not just us. I mean, we talk about I mean, we we're talking about France just in this episode so many times. I mean, Kai is on TV in so many other countries and a home release in so many other countries, and it's doing well in. Everywhere but Japan. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure everyone wants it right now.
1: Absolutely, and I think the fact that Japan in general seems to be opening up much more to the fact that uh, you, you know anime's role in other countries and especially in the U.S. Yeah, I yeah. think that if they were doing the, if they were doing this for Dragon Ball Z specifically and specifically for us. Then, number one, that's that's a good sign for you know Toei's mentality on this whole thing. Cause... Finally, they're smart. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, and uh, and yeah, I I do genuinely hope that we get it. I think I think it, it could be a a great way of setting up the movie if we were going to be getting it as well, which I think we will be. And uh, and I guess from a personal standpoint, I would love to hear a new dub interpretation of all the Majin Buu stuff. Which, granted, like I think that that was that was all right in the original. I think that they did a pretty decent job at the time, but like just overall, I know that they could do a lot of stuff better. And, uh, you know, I know that like a lot of the actors that played some of those later characters were excited about doing that. And there were, there was some sadness for when, when it stopped, but, uh, I, I certainly hope it comes back. I would love to see it. And, uh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll try and do some digging early next year, see if I can find some of the things out about that in terms of if it is going to affect the U S. So
0: I have no idea what the, english dub was like at that point in the series i mean i was so checked out at that point
1: yeah i i don't i don't blame you um I, I all i can really say is that it, it continued pretty much to, to maintain the same level of quality by the time they got to the end and they redid the, all the cell stuff and everything you know da- they, they did get damien back for cell i wasn't sure if they're going to be able to do that but he was even better than he was the first time around um yeah it was it was good and and it was just sad to see it end so abruptly but you know
0: so that's kai again why does it keep coming up stop it
1: because i you know i'm gonna say one thing on your show real quick <laughs> you said many we, things on my show. i've said many things but i'll say this much yes dragon ball kai has proven to me to be in many many ways a very legitimately good way to get new people that missed the boat on dragon ball entirely when we were kids uh into the show. I I have I have proven that in first hand experience. The Nicktoons ratings don't lie. So I I think that even though I understand everybody's issues with it, especially more so on the Japanese side of things, I think that it ultimately it's a good thing for the franchise. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm really hoping that it'll continue over here so
0: i would never say otherwise i do not disagree with you
1: (laughs) excellence you you as you well shouldn't
0: all right chris kerbifer what else you uh want to toss out there remind people who you are why are you talking to me right now
1: oh uh well i talked to mike because i pester the ever-loving shit out of him on twitter all the time (laughs) (laughs) no you don't (laughs) which which you can follow me on at at kerbifer it's spelled like christopher only kerbier uh, and, uh, I guess if you want to see my cartoons, one of which that just came out has a very Dragon Ball Z-esque character in it, uh, you can go to kerberfer.newgrounds.com or youtube.com slash 15 or my show's Facebook page is facebook.com slash series, blah, 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 and sometimes I post on the consensu forums and pipe in about when Mike doesn't understand that people are weirded out by the prospect of Bardock being voiced by a sixty-year-old Japanese woman.
0: <laughs> I think you're all crazy
1: and wrong. <laughs> that's that's me, and I, and I and I must say, also, it was it was a pleasure being on the show. Thanks, uh,
0: man. We'll, we'll try to make it capacity. not three hundred episodes next time.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely, uh, and hopefully, I'll see you at a. You and Mary and the folks at a a con or something. Yeah, we'll
0: do a convention next year, maybe.
1: Definitely. (laughs) All right, man. Thank you for joining me. Appreciate it. No problem.
0: All right. So we got Chris over there. My name is Mike Vegito EX. For uh, all the folks that make this site, this podcast with me every day, every week, I was up early with Julian this morning doing news late for him. It's, I love time zones. It makes everything work out so well. This was episode... Whoa, what are we doing? Like 314 here the podcast? Yeah, uh, I, be- I
1: believe so. Yeah. 314.
0: We will see you next week for a Thanksgiving extra... Well, post-Thanksgiving extravaganza. That's our plan next week. Episode 315. Myself, Julian, very likely Heath as well. That is the plan right now. We have awesome content that we're tying into a podcast episode. There is the plan. You know how how plans go at Casa de Konzenshu. So we'll see about that. So www.kanzenshuu.com is the central place, the one place, the only place that you ever effing need to learn about Dragon Ball news, information, anything, anything, anything. We are the place. We're so glad to have you with us. Konzenshu. We'll see you next week, folks. Uh, Chris, close it.
1: Uh, uh. oh Wait, no. Hold on. Can you give me like two seconds? Cause I do wanna, I do wanna do something funny. All for right. All you right. Can, you, can just, you can just cut yep. this out. No, I'm not
0: and, cutting it. No, nope, for Stalin.
1: All right. All right. Now, I'm, now I'm going to show how how consummate of a professional I am. All, as a voice all right. All right. Here two we years. go. Here we go. You've been listening to Konshu the Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you ever wanted to know about Dragon Ball Z. Oh, and also Vegito EX is in the house.
0: I hate everything about (laughs) it.